1: The doctor is in. To yell at him and go, oh man, he's a crank, he's a quack. What does he know? He's only a doctor. Wait, he's a doctor? He can't be saying those things. What things am I talking about? Oh, well, that endocrine disrupting compounds from food, water, and air might be problematic for your good health. <laughs> Lead story, more evidence, chemicals linked to obesity and diabetes. I shall add cancer to that, but... Dr. Bittar, welcome my friend. Right again.
0: Well Robert, it's nothing in our world it's nothing new. It's something that we've been preaching for uh, you know, it's safe to say decades now because it's Yes been, it is. It's uh as of next year it'll be two decades, so
1: uh, yeah, but... we are old, and and the thunder just rang true to that statement as well. Uh, we got a nice thunderstorm overhead here, Doctor Bittar, this evening. Uh, but evidence sta- uh, is starting, starting. This I love this. They say it's starting to tie hormone disrupting chemicals to obesity and diabetes. Experts, the experts have chimed in on Monday today, adding that regulators and researchers need to take steps to reduce human exposure to them. Well, we haven't waited for the regulators. If we wait for the regulators, we'll all be dead. Don't wait.
0: Yeah, that's that's a safe, uh, that's a very safe statement. If we wait for the regulators, we're, we'll be all dead. I think that's a very conservative and true statement.
1: Yeah, I mean, how long have they been pumping these chemicals out, including more recent, you know, the bisphenol A, the phthalates, uh, much less other pesticide, endocrine disrupting uh, uh, synthetics. And then the GMOs, of course. And, uh, you know, I I brought up this point last hour because there's an article from WebMD that says, by 2030, cancer is going to be exploding. I'm like, what do you call what it's been doing for the last hundred years, right? When cancer was so rare... You know, it was the exception in a very elderly person, for instance. Now it's in children. They have wards of hospitals dedicated. You know, they move the stats from, uh, you know, to rare to one in two men, one in three women, under the watch of who, of what, the medical monopoly and the licensed doctors. And I'm thinking, when do we wake up and go, we don't need the same people in charge who the last hundred years have allowed the explosion of cancer to continue this. That's insane.
0: Well, you know, I wasn't going to do this, Robert, but you know how our show is always on, uh, I mean, the preparation, all the hours and hours that we spend in preparing <laughs> right for the
1: show. Yes. Uh, did you mean minutes and minutes? <laughs>
0: uh, listen, how long did it t- What did we prepare for the show? Literally three minutes before the show, uh, and this is, anybody can verify, Don, you can, Patrick, you can, three mm. minutes before the show, I didn't even know it was Monday today. I, I didn't even know it was there. That's how much yes. time we used to prepare, but listen, I, I have to read something to you Yeah. Uh, that this came in through a text via my phone from a patient of mine and uh, Tina if you're listening um, I'm not going to say obviously her name but uh, I think it's it's just very very appropriate for us to actually bring this up and talk about it because this really brings it all back to really what the issue is Mm -hmm. and not even just what is going on in the cancer realm but I want to just read this to you. This happened with one of my patients, okay? Sure, sure. Um, she 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 ended up having to go to the hospital to get um, an infusion taken off her chest, and um, th- this is exactly what she says. She says, uh, "Not what, not sure what to do." Uh, See. not sure what to do they punted everything to the oncologists who were very mad at me that I had not begun doing chemo even though they knew that I had developed RRD radiation recall dermatitis around one round after one round of taxol last year I agree and would love to personally do it myself it was awful and don't know how they sleep at night because my comment was you don't need an oncologist to do that you can get that anywhere they use intimidation tactics like this the bastards should be castrated in response to mm. her comment was, I have. I need to get those lab results, and they took 1,400 cc's of fluid off my right chest, but they won't give me the results unless I go and follow up with my oncologist. So that's what I said. They use these intimidation tactics like this. The bastard should be castrated. Mm-hmm. She said I agree and would love to personally do it myself. It was awful, and you don't know how. And I don't know how they sleep at night. Wow. It goes on to, it goes on to say. Now this is. I mean, it's. It's. I'm, I'm getting a little. Um, tongue because it's making me angry just reading it, Sure. but she, she made the comment that how they take, you know, the powerway and, and how they, just, just the way the oncologists treat the patients. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, she said, I can breathe better after the thoracentesis and sleep a little bit better, but emotionally I'm drained. When I see Thursday, we can get a game plan. I'm juicing, taking everything that I need to and all the supplements. I think my lymphatics are blocked. Um, hence the swollen hard nodule on my right side. Uh, I think you're my spiritual mentor needs some of those special forces over the weekend had emotional meltdown yesterday and had to deprogram myself but mind is better today there's more. Uh, there's more that they tried to tell me about my liver and other things but I won't get uh, I won't get involved with that. Not Not sure serious, how much but... more I can take this... of them wow. I'm a true believer and everything happens for a reason and for some reason this is my path. Giving lots of thanks and gratitude for you and God. I know He sent me to you and is using you to help me. I know with, I know that with every cell in my body, I'm just walking by faith, not by sight. I have been blessed so far, and that's all I can focus on. Just help keep me focused, as you have. Now, you know, this is. L- let me just put this aside. I know we don't want planning talking about this, but listen to the words of this woman. She is asking. The last thing she says is help to keep me focused on, on the right path. If for nothing else, forget about their treatments and the inadequacy of treatment. just the fact that they could help a person by just using the right words as opposed to penalizing the patient because she intuitively feels that she shouldn't do chemo, scaring mm. her, emotionally de- uh, um, berating her. I mean, this is this is a person that says I'm emotionally drained just by seeing the freaking doctor. Forget right. about the fact she's yeah. at stage four metastatic cancer and she's done phenomenon they gave her three months to live and it's a year and a half out and she's been running three miles and doing this and that forget about giving a credit for any of that they berate her they belittle her they denigrate her for what because she had she had the audacity to stand up for her own rights.
1: wow yeah talk about a degrading profession and, and she says i don't know how they sleep at night and then there's an article here that that we we'll wanted to cover with you as well It says pregnant cancer patients shouldn't terminate or delay treatment I mean, they're actually talking about poisoning pregnant women with chemotherapy. Um, just, and saying, uh, yeah. just what kind of and the profession issue with is that this? is?
0: Sometimes they'll say, "Well, the pregnancy can, can harm the person because they have to have all their resources to fight the cancer, and, and uh, the chemo is going to cause the child to abort anyway. And so, you should go ahead and have the abortion because you need to maintain. You shouldn't be diverting your resources to the to the fetus." And I'll tell you, Robert, about 12 years ago, I had my first cancer patient that was pregnant. She was emotionally... She told me in confidence. she said, I'd rather die of cancer than aborting my child. Right? Yes. I told her, I said, you don't need to do either. You don't need to die, and you don't need to abort your child. Today, that child is... uh, She's got an 11-year-old healthy little girl. And... And she's fine to herself, but my point is that they wanted her to abort the fetus so that, under the pretense of, um, not, that, not that they were wrong about that she needs all the resources she can to fight the cancer, that's not wrong, but it was because the chemo is going to cause the child to, the, the fetus to mutate anyway, and you need the chemo for your cancer, so abort the child. But this study now saying that they don't necessarily need to—is that—is that correct? That's what they're saying. Yeah.
1: Right? Well, they're basically pr- promoting the use of uh, chemo, oncological intervention during pregnancy, by saying that well, not every child will be harmed by it.
0: Yeah. And so, and so it, the, the stance before has always been, chemo is going to hurt the fetus, abort, so that you can one. Prevent you yourself from having a child with an uh, anomaly that's obviously iatrogenic. They don't admit that part of it. And then the second, because the resources are needed for your body, and because you need to uh, never, never, because you, you you need the resources to fight the cancer. It's that right. your resources are needed so that the chemo can work better. Wow. So, so hmm. it's, it's an inner. And this is this was twelve years ago. This is uh, yeah. This happened in two thousand and. Yes, yeah, it was two thousand and six. So what? Was that, nine, no, that's nine, nine
1: years. Yeah, nine years ago. Nine
0: years ago. Sorry, nine years yeah. ago. I, I the child's child eight or nine years old now, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Doctor Batar, just like I said, the, the brutality of the treatment for cancer. I mean, we've talked about this for a long time. It just, you know, every once in a while, you get these light bulbs that go, "Oh my gosh, you know, this is ridiculous. Why, why isn't everybody not seeing this? Like the same, the same industry, if you want to call it, the medical industry, the monopoly that it is, allopathic medicine." That has dominated the american and western world for over well it really encroached heavily from Flexner report on so since 1910 to 2015 105 years we've seen cancer chronic diseases explode from non-existent to accepted normal for children to be chronically ill it's normal for children to have allergies it's normal to be diagnosed with adhe i mean this is the new normal it's a disease normal and you know what are the, what are even the republicans arguing about health care I mean, even Trump is saying, "Well, we'll just have social—you know—we'll just have one single pair. I'll do it better than Obama did." It's like no reference to history, no acknowledgement that there are other ways to prevent disease, heal from disease. Yet we have scientific uh, studies that come out and say, "Hey, maybe those endocrine disrupting compounds not so good, right?" All of it's there. It's not like it's not there. Yeah, and,
0: and so then, then the question has to be, what is? What is the agenda? Is the agenda really to help people get better, or is the agenda mm-hmm. to propagate and promote the same old idiocy over and mm-hmm. over again? And um, but it's, whatever it is, it's whether you can say it's a sinister agenda for population control, or it's a ignorant. It's because due to ignorance, because they don't know any better. Regardless of what it is, the bottom line is that people are unnecessarily continuing to suffer when they really don't need to.
1: Yeah. And I think clearly you've got the profit motive, right? You said we don't have any problem with people making money. That's not the issue. But in a monopoly and when you literally work to have the government destroy your competition by claiming that it isn't scientific when what you were doing is so scientifically validated to be deadly and you claim, well, well, at least we have science on our side. Dude, it is a sick culture that continues to maintain that the only way to deal with disease is to have a license and somebody who's gone through an allopathic medical school. There's so much more to healing than that, so much more. And that's why we do advanced medicine each and every week here. With Dr. Rashid Bittar, links are up in the show notes. Of course, you can go to drbuttar.com. Also, his international best-selling book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, and Mango for Health. You have an invitation code because you're a listener to the Robert Scott Bell Show. It's right there in the notes at robertscottbell.com. More cancer discussion when we come back. Ways to break that cycle and empower you. We'll be right back. Who'd you say that masked man was? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a Robert Scott Bell. Here I come to save the day.
0: The information is so good. It requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell show.
1: Night any of our listeners in Dallas, Texas area, I'll be there. The uh, Well, it's this weekend coming up, October 2nd, 3rd and 4th, for the homeoprophylaxis event. Having doctors from around the world talking about homeopathics uh, for prevention of disease instead of, yes, I say instead of vaccines. Imagine that. I, I just don't know if there's enough free speech to go around for this uh, topic to be discussed in Texas, but we're going to do it, Dr. Bittar.
0: Well, Texas is a good place. So I think that... Regardless of the medical board in Texas and how backwards they may be, Texas is definitely a place where a lot of freedom lovers live, I guess you should, you
1: can put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it is the place most likely to uh, establish a, a Republican form of government when this one totally collapses uh, on, on a federal level. But we'll, we'll talk about that some more at another time. Uh, for now, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the cancer issue because I got two stories related to breast cancer after talking about Angelina Jolie last hour. Um, the only two options that Angelina Jolie raised awareness for are breast removal and restoration, if you will, Re- repair. Re- we can rebuild it. We can make them bigger than before, better, stronger, faster. It's like the bionic boobs. And this is, you know, they're they're proud of themselves for doing that. Listen, I know there are reasons that some sometimes, you know, it's too late. That's all they have left. But in so many cases, what Angelina Jolie did kind of, prompted the idea that if you have a gene mutation that may actually be protective against cancer, it's going to give you the likelihood of getting it and that you should have them removed prior to. Now we're getting information about breast cancer detection saying that the computer aided detection is not working any better. In fact, what you and I, we've talked about self detection. In other words, self exams, breast exams by your own hands are more efficient at determining abnormalities long before they're often detected via technology.
0: That's exactly right, and, and the studies have been done. In fact, there was a China study that was done a number of years ago. I think there was over 20,000 people, or 19,800, it's almost 20,000 people in that study, and they compared the uh, mammography to self breast exams, and they found that there was no change in mortality by doing mammograms, because you would expect that if mammograms were so superior then people would be, actually, there'd be more people that were being saved, and they said there was no change in the survival rate, now I think that they probably skewed that, and in fact, there was probably less death from the self-exams because at least people weren't getting the exposure to additional radiation and the trauma and causing inflammation. Because remember, cancer is an inflammatory yeah. process. So when you're getting the mammogram, what are you doing? You're causing inflammation. You're traumatizing the breast. You're you're traumatizing with causing inflammation, but then you're also irradiating the breast with uh, with, with the radiation from the uh, mammography. And so obviously you're going to have a higher incidence of cancer in women that have had numerous mammograms done. Mm. And uh, so the fact that they did not talk about or or detail that data, you know, that was suspect anyway right off the bat. But the fact is that the study that was published said that there was no improvement in survival if you had mammograms versus self-exams. So if for nothing else, that should give a person an indication that no other priority, at least save yourself some money and do your own self-exams because it's going to, no right. chance proving your survivability by doing mammograms.
1: Well, and then I see another story. I'm thinking, wow, I'm getting excited here. A study says many early breast cancer patients can skip chemotherapy altogether. I'm thinking, whoa, what is this? Who who allowed this? And then you get to the subheading, and they say, well, a genetic test was shown to acu- accurately predict whether women's cancer could be treated and prevented from spreading using only endocrine therapy. Basically, synthetic hormones. They're, this is the argument: we don't need chemo. We'll give you synthetic hormones. Well, aren't those synthetic chemicals? Isn't that another form of chemo?
0: And, and, you know, what is chemo? Chemo is, when they talk about chemo, it's drugs. It's any kind of, when you take any type of a drug, you know, for whatever, for, Mm -hmm. you know, beta blocker for your heart or a non-steroidal or a steroidal anti-inflammatory or a steroid or anything like that, those are all chemotherapies, if you think about it, because chemo means chemical Therapy, chemotherapy, chemical therapy. Uh, but yes, you're absolutely right to, to your point. You're absolutely right. That is chemotherapy. Any drug that you take is a form of chemotherapy, technically right. speaking.
1: Even antibiotics. And that, so they're saying they're promoting this article, which you sounds good on on its surface. Headline reads: You don't need chemo necessarily. But hey, if you sign up, we'll give you this four thousand dollar gene test that will tell you our drug is better than their drug. <laughs> Classic. This is this uh, is Yeah. Our, That's how science is working. Well, we got to talk uh, DARPA, right? This is that kind of sort of black ops division, even though it's sort of open but sort of not in in the Pentagon. Maybe they've developed some cool stuff. I don't know. But what they're doing to the troops coming back with PTSD, instead of saying, hey, let's look to cannabis or other therapies, call Steve Austin. It's getting weird in here. Dr. Batar is with me each and every week, co hosting Advanced Medicine. You can go to medicalrewind.com as well for easy access to the hundreds of hours of archives. The Robert Scott Bell Show. In all my years of radio, I've never seen
0: anything like this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Rocking the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show.
1: All right, Dr. Bachar and I together, Advanced Medicine each and every week. I mentioned MedicalRewind.com. Of course, all over the world this is heard now, thanks to our syndicator GCN, as well as NaturalNewsRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Epic Times, thanks to Jerry Doyle, and, of course, across the pond at UK Health Radio. Hello to our British friends. We love you, too. And uh, everything we apply here in America goes double for you. Just saying. Okay, I know you live in a monarchy. I double, double. Why double? Have you yeah. seen? Have you seen what they eat in Great Britain?
0: Well, that's true.
1: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm teasing that you can find organic food. I think it's all in uh, uh, Notting Hill in London. Notting Hill. There's all the organic restaurants, and I, I've been at least to one of them. Uh, it was pretty nice. So, I think things are getting better. In fact, uh, you know, I remember back in the '90s with the uh, uh, the Mad Cow scare that was there. Uh, the, they actually leapfrogged ahead of uh, the United States in terms of demand for organics because they recognized there's something going on with what they were feeding the animals, and so the growth of organics really almost outpaced uh, what was happening in the United States for a time, for the time being. And so, where I used to go in the early '90s, you could hardly find anything organic. Now, suddenly, there were markets everywhere popping up.
0: Well, I have. Uh, I was born in England, and I, I have often gone back there. And lived there till I was eight years of age. But I'll tell you the truth: um, I have never really looked for organic food there because whenever I've been there in the mm-hmm. last twenty years or so, it's always been for only two or three days. And and I have to admit, whenever I'm there, I just want to have some fish and chips. So
1: well, I did. I went to a place called Bumpkin in Notting Hill. Bumpkin. Uh-huh. It was like a farm to table restaurant. I love the name because you think of a country bumpkin, right? Right. And then you right. immediately think of Ty Bollinger, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it was great because it was all clean and it was amazing, the food. They they even had organic beer there, of all things. It was awesome. And and it was, you know, it's not like, you know, organic fish and chips are going to kill you. Uh, So there are better quality versions. I've always said this since I learned as, you know, starting from the four food groups of America, uh, pizza, hot dogs, Coca-Cola and potato chips. It isn't that everybody has to become a raw vegan, although some people believe that they get religious uh, about these things. They get very dogmatic about it. But that if you make better choices in the quality of what you're used to eating. I still want you to pay attention to how your body responds to those foods, but I think that ultimately is a better rule of thumb. What is your body communicating to you rather than uh, tying on to some religious belief about this diet is better than any other?
0: Yeah, I think that's an important part that uh, we probably need to spend more time on, Robert, doing our shows Mm -hmm. because there's all these different dogmas, and you'll end up having the Ornish diet versus the Atkins diet versus, you know, this diet and that diet, and they're all talking about improving your diet, but people get so involved with the rhetoric and they stop listening to their own intuition. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, I know Dr. Ornish um, Atkins was a a good friend. Um, I tried both the diets, and I have, as you know, I think I've shared with you off the air, I wrote a book about 280 pages on nutrition, on diet, and I'll never publish it. And the reason I'll never publish it is because I actually condensed it within the chapter on nutrition, and you can actually summarize it in just basically... 30 or 40 words, and that is, if God made it, it's good, G <laughs> is God, G is yeah. good, yeah. it's good for you. If man made it, man is madness, M for man, M for madness, if it's man-made, it's madness, and that's basically it.
1: Nice, If you yes. know,
0: the only other other rules are, if it's margarine, stay away from it, and if it's pork, stay away from it, everything else, if it's, you know, the, the G or M rule, God made, good, man made, madness, suffices. And then the only other aspect that I would add to that is if the, you don't if you look at the ingredients and you don't know two ingredients or more what they mean, don't consume it.
1: Yeah. I mean basic rule of thumb and I guess that's the concept because last hour I covered a, a new diet, a new fad, the Nordic diets, right? What did the Vikings eat? And and it sounded pretty basic. It was like, you know, food that as you say god made. It was like, yeah, I can I can get with that. I eat a lot of that stuff. And then it goes into canola oil, rapeseed oil, and they're like, what what are you doing? It's all genetically engineered and, uh, well, we don't want the saturated fat. Well, saturated fat is not bad for you. It's unless you're eating factory-farmed animals, then what's in the saturated fat is bad for you. But they never make that distinction. So they can be partway right, and then they go off the deep end.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much like, that's why I talk about it as rhetoric. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to to remember to, as, as people that are involved with the the mere action of eating if you eat then you need to be aware of this and that is that you have to rely upon that little thing that god gave us the in the brain and if it doesn't if the information doesn't resonate with you if it doesn't appeal to your own intellect then you need to abstain from that information and go find some other information that does feed your soul literally i'm talking about the fact that it's got to resonate with you so when you look at all these different diets before you start to embark upon a diet based upon a certain nutritional protocol, uh, nutritional recommendations, think about what you're reading. Think about what they're suggesting, and does it make sense to you? Does it appeal to you? Mm. Very, very simply, if you look at the food groups from from a fundamental standpoint, you've got all foods are comprised of one or two or three of these components. One is protein, one is fats, one is carbohydrates. That's it. Everything that you consume is going to fall into one of those three areas. Some people say, well, what about fiber? Well, fiber falls into carbohydrates. Well, what about, you know, sugars? Well, sugars fall into, into the carbohydrate area. What about, you know, all everything will fall into one of those three categories. So now you would look at what is fat? Fat is a stored form of fuel. What is carbohydrate? It's an active form of fuel what's left everything's fuel so far what's left protein yes protein can be utilized as fuel but protein is the only building block that's really used carbohydrates and and fats usually aren't used for building blocks that's what proteins for so now you understand that okay we've got we've got an active form of fuel a stored form of fuel and a uh, type of of, 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 type of thing that we take in consideration that will help to rebuild our bodies, i.e. the proteins. And if you understand that basic concept and the, those rules that we talked about, then think about it. How much fuel are you eating? If you're out there and you're hunting your food every day, then fine, you need more of the fuel. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in a starvation mode, okay, then you need more of the stored fuel. Now, there's certain essential fats and stuff we're talking about, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to break this down to very, very simple aspects. Sure you have a lot of wearing and breakdown of your body because you're involved with high-level activity, exercise, whatever, fine. Then you need more protein. But really, that's how it starts falling into this, these categories. And when people start talking about all these aspects and forget about the toxic aspect of food, i.e. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you just said, you know, it's all GMO or is this and right. that. Why are you talking about it? People argue about milk, left, right, and center. And I've had to tell people thousands of times, it's not the milk that's the problem. It's what we do to the milk that's the problem. It's all the hormones we feed to the cattle. It's all the insecticides and pesticides using the grain products that we use to feed the cattle. Then once the milk is produced, then we homogenize it, we pasteurize it, we irradiate it, we, you know, all these uh, w- weird things that we do to the milk. So now people wonder what's wrong with milk and whether you should, you know, casein, this, that, the other. Look what we do to the milk. We do the, what do we do to the milk, then what do we do to the cows that are producing the milk, then what do we do to the food that we feed the cows that produce the milk. My God, it's amazing that it's still milk.
1: Right. And then what do we do to the bodies that consume it? Or what are we doing to ourselves when we consume it? Of course, that's the breakdown. And, you know, then we go into the nuances, and they're important, too, of minerals and trace minerals, all that. But the basics are the basics. I mean, we don't have to be rocket scientists. And, you know, I think oftentimes you have to uh, deprogram, you know, an allopathic uh, medical doctor scientist to get to these basics often. And someone who's a lay person, you can go in, and they they haven't been so corrupted that they have to unlearn a lot to kind of absorb the common sense. It's like, uh, oh, oh yeah, you know, that – Appeal to intellect, and it's like, that makes sense. It also feels right in the gut, and that's the basic stuff we're trying to communicate. We do, you know, each and every week. You've written about it, and, of course, those that are joining the private association, you know, if you go to mango4health.com, that's the kind of access you're going to have to even more detail on things like this.
0: Well, that's what our goal was, um, and it's actually, that's just one of the portals that you can get into the IADFW, the um International Association for a Disease-Free World. So when you talk about the manga, there's many other ways, and there's other people that have other platforms, but they all come through the International Association for a Disease-Free World. So we just actually announced that there's a a webinar that that we did about a year and a half ago that was recorded that was very well received. We had thousands of people from all over the world that listened to it. and. Mm -hmm. I think it's a $35 charge, a $34 charge to listen to that webinar. But for the members of the IADFW, that's another new thing that's on there. It's totally free. You have access. Just log into your IADFW account, and you'll be able to watch it. And, Robert, you and I have to talk Mm -hmm. about a couple of things that we're getting ready to do with the IADFW with uh, with our candid monthly um, videos.
1: Right, exactly. I know that uh, we're trying to get more information out. I think it's more important than ever to do that in an uncensored way, uh, even as much as you think we're uncensored on the radio together each week. And in many ways we are. But there are a few things we we hold back on. We have to because we want to be here each week to, to talk to you. Uh, but the uh, private association allows for more free flow of information because we, we remove from the uh, from the public domain at that point. That's the important distinction.
0: That's exactly right. And as long as people understand that that the, under the pretense of public safety is where these agencies get their power, and mm-hmm. if you're part of a private association, you don't have to worry about that anymore because they can't come and say that they're trying to protect you because you're no longer a public member, and that's what they're doing. The public safety, you're no longer part of the public. Exactly. So- very, very excited about some of the information that we're going to be able to discuss candidly, and and I don't think we've ever been able to really, really let loose like we do off the air with with Ty and hopefully Mike Adams and some of these other people that we're talking about getting on.
1: Yeah, it'll be great. I mean, we've been setting the stage for many years, and those of you who've been listening for many years, you will be rewarded uh, if you haven't already, I don't know what you've been listening to. You hadn't been listening to us, but you should have. But there's even more to come. So that's really exciting. Now, I want to talk about uh, another aspect of chips. We, we didn't talk about eating chips, but evidently DARPA, which is a defense uh, Pentagon kind of semi-black ops, but it's known. They do all these kind of research things, super soldier stuff. And, you know, we, we've talked about our, our, our concern for the soldiers coming back with PTSD. And one of the strange things, uh, uh, there's an article here we have linked up in the show notes at com about DARPA, a, a woman's claiming, and she wrote a book about this, that they're testing already, implanting chips into soldiers' brains.
0: Yeah, this is some scary stuff. This reminds me of the, uh, I don't know if it's the last one, one of the Iron Man
1: The movies. Iron Man movies, right, yeah. They, they, they were programming were, uh, what these soldiers to to be become bombs, blow them up. Who knows what they're going to do with these chips in their brains?
0: Yeah, they were programming that. Well, they basically put something in them that allowed them to regenerate. Uh, but they were they were essentially walking bombs. When they wanted to destroy them, they destroy them. They were able to control their minds and do all sorts of other weird stuff. So, you know, there's there's not much separation here between uh, five, between uh, fiction and nonfiction
1: or science fiction in this case. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Two, two and a half million Americans served in Iraq and Afghanistan. 300,000, they say, came home with a traumatic brain injury. And it's not that we're against helping folks. It's just, my goodness, to resort to, you know, turning our, our troops into computer chips, their brains. I mean, we'd rather not have them uh, subjected to the things they're subjected to in unconstitutional incursions around the planet. But, again, that's another story. For a political healing segment. When we come back. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the DARPA chips and uh, anything else that comes to mind as Dr. Bittar and I do a little more advanced medicine, a little medical rewind. Go to the links. They're all there at robertscottbell.com. See you in Dallas, Texas this weekend.
0: You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Bell Show. bureaucrats and
1: corporations
0: that would stand in the way of health freedom here's robert
1: remember all the links are up in the show notes at robertscoutbell.com, and uh, of course this is unique when we do uh, our advanced medicine with dr batarkas it's also available easy access at medicalrewind.com uh, upcoming events are in the show notes as well. Like I said, I mentioned Dallas, Texas this weekend. Doctors who listen, this is going to be a great opportunity, although everybody's welcome to learn about homeoprophylaxis. It's just something that's not talked openly about in the United States uh, with the do- world domination of vaccination uh, to give other options. It's just you can't speak of it, but we are going to speak of it. And uh, it's going to be a great weekend, Dr. Batara. I wish you could be there as well.
0: I wish I would known about it, Robert. I would have loved to have come, actually.
1: But then again, you learn about this show sometimes only a minute before we go to air. Oh, is it Monday? Uh, yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> exactly. I can't keep my day straight.
1: You're not busy at all.
0: <laughs> but but uh, know, it mm-hmm. would have been a good conference because we do a lot of, uh, as you know, some of the things that we do intravenously with the, with the homeopathic type formulation. So it would have been interesting to at least hear some of the, the newest stuff. But I, I'm counting on you to bring me up to speed.
1: Oh, yeah, no problem. Happy to do it. And like I said, we get a lot more we'll be able to communicate uh, through the association, through the IDFW. Uh, so keep, keep in, in mind, I mean, I don't mind. We can let the public know about the association, but you have to be invited to become a member. And in order to become a member, um, it's good that you listen to the show because you have an access code, but you'll go to the show notes at robertscottbell.com to find them. Uh, So, you know, we were talking about the chips for PTSD. I mean, there's advancements that are happening. We know there's research going on, and we know there's holistic options that are are viable for for the troops coming back with PTSD. Uh, But man even you know with nasa on the space station they use silver to purify the water yet the irony of the fda not allowing anybody to say what silver does if you ingest it here i mean there's so many strange uh, uh, cognitive disconnects or dissonances uh, going on in this planet we might as well take a road trip to mars now that they found flowing water there
0: yeah well that's that's uh, i wonder whether if we did go to mars where they found floating water would, would it be would it be safer would it be cleaner would and it probably would be because there's no factor of man there right now.
1: Right, except if man gets there, they'll probably blow up nuclear bombs on it just to release the water. You know, that's the kind of thinking that we got going on here. But you know, what, uh,
0: not even to not not to um, go off the subject, but then when you start looking at the very bodies that are appointed by man to safeguard our water supplies, like the EPA, and they release stuff like they did mm-hmm. in Colorado and some of this other stuff, then you start wondering what's the point of these. Can you, can you imagine what would have happened, Robert, if, if a private industry or mm-hmm. or even a private citizen had accidentally done what the EPA did?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. You know, they would have had
0: criminal sanctions and this, that, the other. But anyway. It's...
1: Well, and some people are positing that uh, we used to live on Mars. Mazzillions of years ago, we destroyed that planet, so we took over this one. Just like the movie Independence Day, we were the aliens that, that took over the planet to destroy it.
0: Uh, it's not far from I can see it. I can see it, certainly see the uh, logic in that line of thought.
1: Yeah. Well, the only thing, you know, I have said technologically about, and I, we, we both like science fiction. I mean, it, it's fun. There's a new movie coming out called The Martian. I read some reviews. They said it's actually very, very good, very funny, believe it or not. Uh, but the getting there, I've interviewed an astronaut years ago who said we can't get there, not because we don't have the fuel or technology, but we don't have the shielding for, against cosmic radiation. So you, you'd be devastated because once you're out of the, the protective field of the Earth Moon, you're suddenly now in between the planets. It, that cosmic radiation, it, lead is not even enough.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, th- there are certain aspects of that. Obviously, that if we had abilities to protect ourselves from that aspect, then it would be then it would be really a viable option. But you know, there are probably hundreds of planets uh, and of, of the millions and zillions of planets mm-hmm. out there that could easily inhabit human life I, I would think um, when you brought up that thing about the Martians I actually saw a preview for that movie too and I heard that it was pretty good and I am a science fiction buff just like you are so if you start looking at some of these things like Star Trek and some of the other mm-hmm. older shows many of the things that they, taught, that they showed back then they're they're true now. They're, they're realistic now because, uh, from what I understand, back in the fifties and sixties, they didn't have doors that opened up like they did in Star Trek. But now, you know, it's a normal thing. In any hotel you go to, you know, the sure. stores you go to, the doors open automatically with the sensors. So there's a lot of cool little things. I'm hoping for the replicator, and most most excited about the tricore, so you can mm-hmm. actually heal people. Of course, not to mention that Don made made my. Introduction songs based on Star Trek, but that yeah. Tricor, once we get yeah. to that Tricor that can diagnose and then treat immediately, yep. I think that's when man will have uh, conquered.
1: Yeah, balancing. well, then we're going to those uh, technologies of Rife and uh, Willem Reich and all of that. And and that's real too, but again, it, it's, it's for another show. We'll come back and do more. Dr. Batar, thanks. Another great Advanced Medicine Monday with you, my friend. Uh, why don't you remind everybody what they need to know?
0: That the power. To heal is absolutely theirs. Yes, it is. The Robert Scott Bell Scott Bell Show.